Hello and welcome folks to episode 104 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six. And I'm Andy, aka the sidekick. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I wonder when they're going to do your special limited edition leopard skin Andy England sidekick dice. It's in the works, kids. 2022. <laughs> I believe it's coming in the campaign box for uh, a new set to be on confirmed. On its way. On its way. Absolutely. One of the unannounced sets, of course. Absolutely. We'll talking, talking a bit more about that in a moment. Uh, yes, welcome everybody. 103. Is it 103? Uh, I say it and then I have a moment's doubt. It's 104 on the, uh, on the recorder. What did I say in the intro? I wasn't listening. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely 104. So if I did just say 103, apologies, folks. I hope you carried on and didn't go, oh, I've listened to this one already. <laughs> Does that mean we can say whatever we like and no one's going to listen? I think we say whatever we like and nobody listens anyway, my friend. True story. Big shout out, actually, while, while I'm on the subject of people listening or new listeners. Big shout out to Hugo's grandparents. Welcome. We hope I hope you stayed with us onto the following episode and you enjoyed your hours worth of Dice Masters content two weeks ago. I bet they did. I bet they're avid listeners now. <laughs> Most certainly they did. So this was on our Discord a little earlier on. <laughs> Alex Dickerson from Breath Weapon X messaged me and said, Last episode you had some extra listeners. Hugo's family have been thrilled. Wonder if they'll become regular listeners. Now, Hugo was uh, played with us at the UK Games Expo. He was one of the participants, and I interviewed him in the you know the the live audio that I caught on the day. And <laughs> Alex then shared with me a message saying Hugo was at like fifty-one minutes, and my dad sent it to our grandparents, and they couldn't work out how to fast forward, so they listened to an hour of Dice Masters. <laughs> They just wanted to hear their grandson, and they ended up listening to the entire episode. Nice. So big shout out to Hugo and Hugo's grandparents. It was a pleasure to have you with us. Indeed. Well, if it's going to bag us three extra listens uh, an episode, then we can have them on every week. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. I said to him, send the names over. I'll give him a, a proper mention. Uh, and while I'm doing shout outs, actually, just a quick note. Uh, Steve, Stephen, I know you're out there. I, I just... Uh, my inbox has been mad, and I've just been having to read through, and I've got a few emails of yours that it appears I haven't read lately. Um, so uh, I'll get a note out to you soon, my friend. Sorry about the delay. <laughs> Is that Stephen Hawking? No, it's not, no. Are you sure? Well, yeah, that would require a seance, wouldn't it? No, he's not dead, is he? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I don't know. That's like a while sad. ago. I'm just looking at when he died. <laughs> 2018. <laughs> wow, a lot's happened, isn't it? COVID, <laughs> everything else. It's it's, a, it's another Adam West moment all over again. Oh, my days. <laughs> I don't know whether I should edit that bit or not. Anyway, <laughs> cracking on. You didn't edit the Adam West bit. No, I didn't. So I suppose I'll have to leave that one in. So there you go. There's my shout outs. There's I've used the podcast there as my special messaging service. <laughs> Hi, mum. <laughs> yeah. I suppose we better talk about some dice. Well, in fact, before we get into the featured segments, let's let's do our usual uh, roundup of the two weeks. So I'll ask you, my man, what have you been up to since we last recorded? Well, very exciting. Actually, played Dice Masters. Woo! I know. Yeah. Chris's internet is firing on all cylinders again. Whatever you've done to your computer means that it's working again. So he managed well, to get a game in. Appears to be the case. Yeah, keep fingers crossed for later. I hope fingers you're not and toes. There now. Fingers and toes. Although I was very tired. <laughs> you were. <laughs> you were. And I was playing quite a fast team. <laughs> and I'd thrown something together at the last minute. So it's, uh, it wasn't a great comeback of form. What did I play? I can't even remember what I played. It's some. Um... You played the Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But I couldn't find some of the cards because I was scrabbling around last minute, so I didn't have the the quake I usually use uh, to, um, to to kind of clear the field. I didn't have the 
there's another card. Oh, the the Black Widow, which is good. Anyway, didn't all go to plan. You beat me quite quick. No, nobody clears a field quite like Green Arrow. So should we, we should explain, actually. So uh, Andy was unable to make it to the UK Games Expo. So we played a couple of single affiliation teams uh, as if you were, as if you had, as if we'd met each other in a round at the UK Games Expo. I'll tell you what, I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> I got pasted. <laughs> Yeah, that Green Arrow in a Justice League-only team is devastating at the right moment. Especially with the big hawky dudes. Yes, absolutely. To swing through for muchos puntos. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that was good. And we'll, we'll be By the time this goes out on Monday, we'll, we'll have had another game uh, we'll, that we're going to run after we've recorded tonight. Yeah, team leaders tonight. Yeah, that's an interesting format. So that's where you build your team, but you have to have a... At least one of your cards has to be what would be considered an A-list character. And then you nominate that A-list character as your team leader. And you can only win the game if you've bought and fielded a dice with that character. So they've come out into the field to lead the team. Um, So, yeah, nice little twist. I've got a feeling that was a format that came onto our format page from you. Didn't you hook up with someone one time? I think perhaps in a CR game room event, and they said where you had to nominate a character or something. It's not ringing any bells, but that could well have happened. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, well. (laughs) I'm losing that. I've only got very short-term memory. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's not always at the top of its game either. No. I've got lots of tattoos reminding myself of what to do. Yeah. And if you're wondering what we talk about, That's go and check out Mod Extra that was released last week and you'll know more about what I'm talking about. Listen to it. No one else does. Be the cool uh, kid. Yeah, that's it. Get in there first before before the real... Everybody knows that 24 episodes of a podcast is not enough to... <laughs> Uh, anything else any non-dice masters gaming uh apex oh yes season 10 season 10 of apex with the new character called seer who's um just seems to be the person that everyone's using so when you're running along you'll get attacked by uh like jesus some kind of weird tron scanner thing it looks a little bit like one of them like Climbing frames that the in the kiddies' playgrounds. It does, it does. Um, like the ropey ones. Yeah, where it's all like bars and ropes and stuff. So yeah, uh been playing that the new seasons, very exciting. I like it when they do new seasons and stuff. Didn't get to play today because it was updating. But it's up to should have updated by now. Yeah, I know, right? Two updates. Yeah. I think that mine might not have updated, which is why we were a bit wonky. Because me and Chris right. had a few games um, yeah, last night, wasn't it? Tuesday last night, night yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, quite late in the day. It was. Um, yeah, there was weird audio things going on. I couldn't hear you for some of it. So it was a bit hinky, but fun nonetheless. So played some Apex, played some Apex with you, played some Apex with Javier. Uh, and um, yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, That's about it. Oh, Big news. Okay. T- I tidied my office up, spent all day Sunday. He he did, folks. I can confirm that. A, uh, he sent me a photograph. It, it even dusted and polished. Did indeed, because the reason behind it, this is so much less interesting, uh, but um, my wife works from home. She uses my son's office because for a long time I was also working from home. I'm not working from home anymore. So there is space in my office for her, which means that my son on his summer holidays doesn't have to wake up at eight o'clock to get kicked out of his bedroom uh, so uh i went on the blitz blitzed everything out so now uh my wife uses where i'm sat now during the day whilst i boodle off to work uh, uh giving him uh, a line in the morning uh, but Aww. as a plus side i've got this nice big tidy room which is great because it was absolutely knee deep in dice dice <laughs> 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 and literally like 
Like, do you know stepping on Legos, barrels and stepping on Dice Master's dice isn't that Whoa. great either. I've uh, been there, brother. So scooped all that up. <laughs> Next stage is to get all these dice in round, just like boxes and boxes of random dice all sorted out and into the uh, the relevant box, campaign box or laser, whatever it was that sent us those. OP laser. OP laser box that they don't do anymore. That's the next stage. Hold on to your hats, folks. It gets it doesn't get any more exciting than this. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for your update. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so uh, I, I'll throw a few bits in uh, from my last two weeks. On the non-Dice Masters front, obviously the UK Games Expo, which... I've not actually spoken about so there was some game UK Games Expo coverage in last episode because I edited it up and turned it around quick smart uh, and got it out literally on the following Monday after being but I've not talked about that so that's some big non-Dice Masters gaming stuff but also Dice Masters gaming stuff because I took part in the UK Games Expo tournament that we hosted that's cool there's a bit of luck there were some odd numbers it means you can get a game in or two or three Yes, that's right. Yeah, so I, I, I'd been saying for a while that if um, if it was an even number, I, I'll just step out to keep it from becoming an odd number. But it was an odd number, so I made it up to the evens, which was lovely. Uh, I'm very lucky that I took a team with me because I don't always do, actually. When I say I'm going to run the thing, I don't always have a team in hand, but I took one this time around. Uh, so great event. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment to say a massive thank you to, firstly, to the UK Games Expo and the staff at the NEC. You know what I mean? They were just amazing all of them the nec staff particularly like you know in the catering and the cleaning crews and the security and all that were just always smiling and i was like that's brilliant because i wouldn't be if i was (laughs) dealing you know what i mean dealing with all these additional lockdown related not lockdown but uh you know safety yeah social distancing masks cleaning hand sanitizer all that additional hassle and they just got on with it and did did a brilliant job so quick thank you to uk games expo and the nec for just generally putting on a, a safe and well prepared event uh but of course a big thank you to all the lads who came out and played dice masters on the day great to see you all face to face it warmed my heart i've forgotten how, what many of you look like it's a bit of a relief when you're thinking of that alex dickinson anyway <laughs> no i'll be quiet he's a handsome lad handsome lad <laughs> Great shirts. Great shirts. Um, Did they have the um, comic one still on? Because that's usually on at the same time, isn't it? They just bundle all the geeks together in the same time. (laughs) It was was the UK Games Expo, and it was the world of quilting. (laughs) Oh, my God. If I'd have known that the world of quilting was there, I'd have made the effort. Honestly, the the bus from my hotel to the NEC, which was only, you know, a five-minute trip down the road was the weirdest <laughs> like m- meeting of two communities you've ever seen in your life. It's like one side of the bus was all just like beardy, hairy gamers, <laughs> and the other <laughs> side of the bus was all these. And they were rampant, mate. Those quilt old quilt ladies were flirty. They were Quirly. dangerous. Oh yeah, proper cougar attitude on them. Oh my. 18 months of being cooped up in lockdown and they've been let on the loose to share quilting tips and bother lonely dads eating their dinner in the hotel on their own, <laughs> watching YouTube videos on their iPad. <laughs> I'd have definitely made the effort if I'd known there was quilting and cougars. It's my idea of heaven. I didn't know. I'd have let you know in advance if I'd have known. <laughs> but in addition to that, lots of interesting stuff. I picked up a new game. Ooh, tell me mawa. Yeah, it's called Equinox. It's a Reiner Knitzer, really interesting. Uh, it's like a bidding game. It's got these pebbles and you're sort of bidding on creatures and things to try and win the game. Uh, looks good. Did a couple of demos. Uh, liked it so much that I bought it there and then. So, you know, I've got to say something. Does it have a sepia box? It does not. No. In fact, the artwork on it, mate, <sighs> you should Google it and check it out. The artwork is incredible. What is it called? Equinox. Equinox, yeah. There's two two covers. There's like a purple one with a like a mystical stag, and there's a green one with like a swamp thing tree creature dude. What did you go for? I went with the swamp thing tree creature dude because that's the one they had in stock. Okay, <laughs> fair, fair. The, the, the game is exactly the same inside one way or another. Plus, I'm a you know a DC comic book fan, so the swamp thing thinginess. Oh yeah, it's like a stag. Spoke to me. 
Uh, so that's really good. I've only had one quick game with my daughter, and it was a bit clunky because it was, you know, instruction First manual time. out and learning it. And yeah, uh, even though I'd had the demo, I couldn't quite, you know, I had to walk it through. Uh, and I also bought uh, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. It's uh, quite an old one, this, but it's uh, a debt builder where you're uh, in. Hang on, my daughter knows all about this. Is it Defense Against the Dark Arts? Is that the class where they battle? That is the one. Yeah, so you're battling it out with casting spells and learning new tricks and what have you and using magical artifacts to win the defense against the dark arts. Oh, okay. Is that different? You Because you had the card game one, didn't you? Did you get Harry Potter the card game? No, uh, I've played, it's, it is the same game, and you are remembering me talk about a Harry Potter card game, but I don't own it. This was my mate Billy brought it around for us one time. Oh, I got you. So it's the same. Is, is it like a condensed version? Yeah, it's the same mechanics and the same game, but just a condensed version. Oh, that's cool. So I, th- yeah. I saw that. I quite liked it, but at the time it was like 50, 60 quid. Yeah, the big box version. No, yeah. so this is a little version, two player only, where it's just like a player versus player. Um, and you're, you're debt building around the spells you're casting to win the contest. I'm not sure so. if I'd be able to get my wife involved. She likes Harry Potter, but mm. she hates games that have cards. Right, sure. I mean, I picked it up for the kids, really. Uh, I like the game, but they obviously like the Harry Potter, so it's win-win in that respect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there you go. So a little bit on UK Games Expo. If you'd like to know more about my UK Games Expo experience and you'd like to know more about the new games that I've bought, then over on our Mod Extra Games and Collectibles channel, which will be linked down below, um, I've been putting up some reviews. So if, if like us, you're a fan of the Broadchurch and nerd dumb and you play games outside of Dice Masters and you want to check out and hear more about UK Games Expo from that side of things, you can go there. I also wrote up a tournament report if you want to hear more about specifically about the, the Dice Masters tournament that takes place. So go over to BritRoller6.com and read up on that. Ch- ch- check it out. Yeah. Uh, and that's it, I think, for me. Well, it's very good. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so shall we tell the listeners about what we've got going on in this episode this week? I think we should, because we actually have stuff to talk about, which is very exciting. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, we're going to bounce out of this intro into a community focus. I'm sure you've probably seen by now, but there's been some news recently about the Dice Masters release schedule, and so we're going to have a little bit of a chat about that in our doot this is the news bit. Uh, then we are doing a classic Ministry of Dice pick of the week which will all become clear because it's related to that announcement and then finally just a short segment at the end of the episode where we're going to revisit an idea that we've kind of been talking around and exploring for some number of episodes now subsequent to the release date information just a quick refresher quick reminder on some of our thoughts about how you can keep the game fresh keep the game alive for yourself while we're waiting for the new sets to arrive and with all that that will be a really jam-packed episode so we better get a move on on with the show This is London Calling. Here is the news. Yes, welcome folks. So this is the news. And on Tuesday of this week as we're recording, of last week as you'll be listening to it, uh, WizKids posted a, uh, a news article on their sort of blog section of their own website called What's Up With Dice Masters that had quite a bit of really juicy information in it. Yes, it did. Actual content to talk about. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> no dice tower bobbins this episode folks actual news i'd liked that don't be <laughs> right right i liked the dice tower discussion i actually have strong feelings about dice towers and it was the right time to express them good for you thank you but the the news article the blog post that whiskey's made uh first and foremost i think the the big news is that it had information about release dates for upcoming sets so i'll just quickly do a rundown on that they have announced that dc dice master superman kryptonite crisis the draft pack countertop displays will be released in quarter one 2022 Yes, 2022, that's right. Then the Marvel Dice Masters, the Dark Phoenix Saga set, will be approximately eight weeks later. So it will be in, in quarter one or maybe over the border into quarter two. They were a bit less specific about that. 
Um, then the Marvel Dice Masters Secret Wars and the Fantastic Four versus Galactus sets will come out in June. It looks like they're doing the Fantastic Four versus Galactus as a kind of accompanying starter set to the Secret Wars, which kind of makes sense because the um, the Fantastic Four characters definitely had a big part to play in the narrative of Secret Wars, so it all kind of ties together there. Nothing there about House of X. So don't ask. We don't know. Um, so, yeah, really interesting. Uh, so they've switched Kryptonite Crisis and Dark Phoenix Saga around. That's notable. That is notable. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> That's quite good because we pretty much know all the Dark Phoenix cards. So, uh... <laughs> 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 Meh. yeah. Yeah, no, that's been and gone now. Bored of that. Um, well, I, I for one, uh, I was talking, uh, messaging back and forth with uh, TJ a bit earlier today, and he seemed quite pleased, as am I, because we're DC fanboys and we're a bit kind of marvelled out and thought the the change of pace and a little break into DC was felt about right. So. I don't know, some people may agree, some people may disagree. However, there are some really super exciting cards in Dark Phoenix Saga that we're clearly going to have to wait even longer for now. Yeah, the DC cards have a different feel to them sometimes, don't they, than the Marvel ones? Yeah, do you mean in terms of like game text and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get where you're coming from. You're right, they do. They also, I think because they release less DC-related sets, DC-related content, you know, proportionally speaking... I think they're just a bit a bit tighter, a bit more taut around the edges, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get that. Less filler going into it, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, I don't. That's just I'm speculating. But so the way the cards sort of synergize together, the sort of tr- tribal stuff that's happening with the affiliations seems a bit a bit tighter. But that's an instinct. So yeah, I agree. I think you're right there. Yeah, I think all of the DC sets have been pretty good, like ability wise. Like oh, the yes. like world's finest great set, the Batman set, great set. Whereas the Marvel ones, some of them are a bit more hit and missy. So uh excited, excited to see what comes out. Yeah, yeah. And uh also something notable about those Superman Kryptonite Crisis uh cards that the blog post drew attention to was the fact that there's uh, you some of you may have noticed if you if you keep on top of the spoilers that they've changed the look and feel uh, from the an aesthetic point of view so they've gone for a much bolder card text and they've also changed the global color from red to blue to make it more readable with the sort of full art backing you know where the artwork kind of goes in behind the uh, behind the text box yeah it looks so cool. So we'll get the new look Dice Masters, then a quick jump back to Dark Phoenix Saga, which will be old look Dice Masters, and then presumably the implication in the blog post is that secret from that point onwards they'll all adopt the the more bolder text and the blue globals. But I like it. I think it looks good with the blue global. Yeah, it looks cool. I'll have to admit that until you said it, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But what I did notice is that full up Harley Quinn. I know it's been spoiled before, but the hint there is that there'll be more along those lines. And I love that. If it's going to be vanilla, then let's let's just make the most of the art, eh? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it's sad news in the sense that we've got a much longer wait. Yeah. It's not really a surprise, I don't think, though. I mean, Jimmy was on a couple of episodes back and talked about the shipping challenges. So it's, it's sad news from that that perspective, but certainly very encouraging that they've actually now kind of put a flag up the mast and said, right, 2022, that's when you're going to see these sets. Quarter one is still a very big window, though. That is, yeah, it's, it's a three-monthly window. Absolutely. So... Uh, a few, I saw a few folks sort of posting on Discord and Facebook, like, "Oh, si- another six months." I'm like, "Oh, nine. <laughs> 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 Kept it to myself in the moment, though. Didn't want to put any cats amongst pigeons. So, yeah, it's encouraging though that they've uh, they've put the word out. Um, I was talking, uh, messaging back and forth with Jimmy the other day, and he was kind of saying, like, "Yeah, we we are definitely." You know, all, all that which I said a couple of weeks ago around, like it's a hibernation. We're going to really lend focus to it when the sets start coming out. The the marketing's going to feel better. It's going to have more energy. Um, this may well be an indicator that that's you know going to be the case. Time will tell, of course. Yeah, like just like almost like re-release it, make a big bang. It's back. 
here's all this cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think especially in June with the Fantastic Four versus Galactus set, because it's obviously intended to be an introductory, you know, attractive to new players set to get people started with, with the new solo variant rolled in as well. And then a draft pack set to accompany it, kind of like back in the day when they used to do a starter and boosters, yeah? Yeah. Oh, back um, in the days. Yeah, June's an, an interesting month, though, because thinking about like when they traditionally have done rotation, when they've traditionally done started their competitive sort of calendar for the year, it's interesting that those sets are coming out in June, um, which would f- further support, I think, what Jimmy was saying in our 100th episode around rotations probably not going to be happening until for quite some time yet yeah well they they cut really deep didn't they yeah i noticed it earlier actually i noticed it earlier because uh i was making uh putting a team together for us for when we play later and you said oh let's go modern and so i used the dice coalition team builder and did a search by modern i was like the card pool is actually really quite small Uh when you when you look at it sort of in the cold light of day like that when you're trying to make a random janky team and not and not necessarily use some of the more predictable cards it was definitely something that made me go oh uh don't worry though i found some less predictable cards to use that's good yeah i mean i was looking through i was like oh i had to uh to take out a uh card from the thor set that had snuck in there and i was like oh that didn't Ooh. even seem that long ago Obviously, it was, no, ages, no. it was ages ago, but not in comparison to, say, the release of uh, Avengers Infinity, which I think is the first or the oldest set from New Rotation. Yes. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, I wanted to use that, but I can't. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So they've got a bit of time to like start building it back up. So you've got the campaign boxes and you've got Infinity Watch, Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. So yeah. there's, a, there's time yet. Yeah, so look forward to seeing. Uh, I mean, they've they've also said in there as we approach twenty twenty two, also expect news from us on what Dice Masters organised play will look like as draft packs return. And again, not to keep harping on about it, but um, you know, we asked Jimmy about this when he was on with us on the hundredth episode. He was saying the organised play and competitive play experiences for Dice Masters players is something that's still very much focused on. They've just obviously not. It's not been the right time to do anything with it for obvious reasons. Um, and I was quite encouraged to see that in there because that means that 2022 could could be a really big year, not just for new releases, but also for in-store organized play, you know, three-round drafts and three-round events with interesting promos or stuff going on um, and getting back onto a competitive calendar too. So, <sighs> Imagine a competitive calendar. Yeah, I mean, there's not a great deal of further information on the blog post, but the fact that they've chosen to hint at it is a good sign, I like yeah. to think. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there you go. Um, we've got some... I'm, I'm still going to use the language of estimates. We've got some estimated releases there now for four of the five announced sets. Yeah, let's take that with a pinch of salt. Well, for sure, yeah. Like I say, quarter ones. <laughs> a good three months. So let's see what happens. But please do get in touch. Let us know what your thoughts are on the new release schedule. Are you enormously disappointed? Are you sad but happy to at least have some, some communication? You know, kids are known for playing their cards close to their chest, so it's nice for them to put a few of the cards on the table and commit to something. I think that's um, worth noting. After after, uh, the radio silence, to have a message out, not just saying, you know, it's delayed, which they could have just put on their solicits, whatever, but just a little little blurb just to say, hi, Dice Dice Masters fans, this is what's going on, this is what we're doing. It's nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And they must must have some level of confidence because we know how, you know, adverse they are. (laughs) <laughs> to giving dates and committing to things the fact that they have committed to something means they must have a higher level of confidence than they do normally to to say that yeah definitely so that's cool yeah hopefully yeah. it's a sign of things to come absolutely yeah so uh, there we go so let us know what you what your thoughts are on the news um but we're now going to move on to another segment that's going to talk about another section of that blog post 
Yes, welcome back then, folks. And this segment now is a classic Ministry of Dice pick of the week. Oh, we can use the theme tune. We've not used the theme tune for months. Uh, we have used the theme tune. When? Uh, I've been using it on videos recently. Oh, have you? Yes, I've been doing a series of uh, Dice Masters related shorts. And where and could listeners find them? If they go to www.youtube.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice, you'll see there's the little known facts section, but then also in the spoiler and set reviews, I've been doing little one minute picks of the week. And I've been putting the theme tune in there. Nice. But on the podcast, it's been gathering dust. Yes, so we'll play it now, shall we? Mm, I think now is a bit better. No, mate, you've not got any sense for this at all. It's probably about now. Mm, Timing's a bit off, mate, now. Always remember, who edits? Now, 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 in the hardcore, we, we've obviously seen Kryptonite Crisis spoilers, but for the wider WizKids fan base who'll be reading this off their own website, less so. But there to demonstrate the new look and feel, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight spoilers that they included, of which one, two, three, four, five of them we hadn't seen before. That's very good, isn't it? That that super rare Wonder Woman, that's good. We spoiled that, didn't we, about a month and a half ago. I remember that as if it was yesterday. <laughs> Maybe even a touch longer than that. But yes, we did. Uh, the super rare Wonder Woman legendary. I, I mean, I talked about it at length on one of the videos I, I made recently because she has a game text that says, when fielded, spin target character die to an energy face and you may deal two damage to target character die. So you can spin one down to energy and shoot one with a defense of two or less. But as if that wasn't enough, she's also got, while Wonder Woman is active, ignore opposing when fielded and when attacks abilities. And if that wasn't enough... Oh, she's got a janky global that says, pay a mask, change the target of an action die that targets a character die to the target die of your choice. Wow. Yeah. I'm loving that, if, if only just to mess with people who use throwing brick a lot. So I'm very excited about that one. She's got everything, everything a, uh, a true Mr. Six would want in the world. A growing boy needs. <laughs> yeah. Two affiliations, Justice League and Super Friends. A mask character so I can get her at a discount. She's got Removal, Control, Janky Combo Global, and Great Stats. You can ask for anything else. Six cost, Indeed. very balanced. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Very excited about that one. However, she's not going to be my pick of the week because she's been previously spoiled. We're going to choose our picks of the week from the five that haven't been seen before. So, Andy, my friend, please yes. share with us which of those five have stood out to you. Well, the one that stood out to me was the oddest one of the pile, <laughs> which is the starfish with the big eye in the middle called Starro. Mm-hmm. What's yes. that about? It's a space alien. That's a scary villain. Yeah. What does he do? Flap around in he, a tank. He produces little mini Starro spores that attach themselves to people's faces like a face hugger. And then takes control of them. Wow. So, yes, he is a very scary villain. <laughs> what an interesting, <laughs> interesting villain. Certainly wasn't Have any... you seen... You've not seen Suicide Squad 2 yet, presumably? No. Okay. Is he in it? I'm not saying. Okay. I'm just saying that there's some recreational drug use who and they have brought this guy up. <laughs> Dear Lord Almighty. However, it's a three-cost shield with the villain mm. affiliation. His stats are bonkers. Zero one one zero two 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 seven seven. Yeah. That's uh, that's some interesting stat line. But that comes with small print and addendums. It does indeed. The ability states if you roll Starro at level three Reroll Starro. 
When Styro attacks, you may take control of up to two target sidekicks your opponent controls. They must attack if able, which I quite like. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Here's a question that needs answering. Sure. What happens if you roll a Styro at level three and he lands on a level three? Well, then you re-roll it again. Do you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, read the sentence. If you roll Starro at level three, re-roll Starro. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, that's. I'm sure there's a rules lawyer out there who's got some means of questioning that, but the sentence seems to make sense to me. So on your second roll, if you roll it on three again, you would have roll to it re-roll again. it again. Yeah. So you can only get to that level three through some form of spin-up shenanigans. Yeah, which is really thematic because that's what Starro does. Is that when he when he takes control of, I say he, it, uh, but when when it takes control of uh, people, it starts like feeding off their psychic energies and grows. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so it's quite a thematic game text in that respect, and that's also what the taking control of the sidekicks bit of his game text is all about as well. So he like makes zombies. He's like zombie patient zero. Yeah, and he, he kind of telepathically communicates through them like a hive mind and controls them. Yeah, Ooh. And he's quite often taken over the Justice League and things and got up to all sorts of shenanigans. So that game text is brilliant. Uh, if you had not picked it, I would have picked it because just for the thematic, because this idea of he needs to, because he starts small and then needs to take control and more, increasingly more minds to grow and then he can become the big scary space monster. Yeah. You know? At a three cost as well, he's... he's He's going to be out and doing his thing nice and early. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. You get like you get some cool cards, but they're like six, seven costs. So they they turn up late and they might do one thing that's good throughout the game. You might win with it or you might not. But because he's a three cost, you can start proper, you know, you, you get him out. You obviously want to try and do some kind of level up. But all the while, like, you can start attacking and nicking their sidekicks, nicking their little blockers. So, like, you get a couple of sidekicks out in the first few turns. Starro comes through, nicks them, goes through with, even if he goes through for, like, two, you've got another couple, of, you know, three, four. That's not bad. So, yeah, some good early maneuvers, and he's going to make an impact on the long game and not just rock up at the end. So, quite cool. I like that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It's this taking control of your opponent's sidekicks is... It's more of a removal. It's a removal mechanic. I, I kind of think about it that way. That you know, getting hold of your opponent's sidekicks to using the attack. All right, it's nice to have a couple of sidekicks to throw into the attack, but actually, it's more about getting rid of the, your opponent's chump blockers, isn't it? And we've we've seen many times over through the history of the game how devastating you know stuff that draws in sidekicks or chump blockers and gets them out of the picture can be. So, uh, I entirely agree. It's just a shame that he doesn't look very scary. Uh, you wouldn't say that if he was, you know, the size of a skyscraper in front of you. you know oh, is mean? that how big he's supposed to be? Yes, yeah. I, I just assumed he was human size. Well, you would with that stat line, because 7-7, seven, seven, you know, is still less than Becky Lynch. So I understand why you might be confused, but yeah. <laughs> I thought he was like a bit of a, like a blue whiz bit. <laughs> He's definitely got a Wizbit vibe, yeah. <laughs> He's got um, a Wizbit vibe, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a, that's a Google not... search for everyone in the US. <laughs> I, don't, they might, I don't know. If, let us know if you have Wizbit in North America, guys. They like it. Um, not a lot, but they like it. <laughs> uh, but getting him spun up is not really that difficult to do, is it? I mean, you know, no. you've got Power Almighty, you've got Globals, like the Mutation Global that's coming in Dark Phoenix Saga. Um, you've got Zatanna, yeah. Absolutely. So there's definitely ways and means of doing it. Yeah. So great pick. I'm I'm fully on board. You could just buy him really quick, get him out, use a global to spin him up. Mm-hmm. Seven, two sidekicks, eight, nine, nine damage. Done. Yeah. Throw a parasite in the mix, maybe. <laughs> Pump global, anger issues. Well, t- turn one, buy a Starro. Yeah. Turn two, buy a parasite. Oh, you'd have a fielding cost problem, actually. Never mind. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to afford to, because um, Parasite's got big fielding costs, hasn't he? Yeah, but you could get Styro, field him. You're going to field him for free because you can't roll him on the seven. Yeah, get, get him out there. Say you roll him level two for argument's sake. Get him out there. Use a mask to spin him up. Do you have to spin something down? I'm sure there's a global that you just spin something up. Yeah, it's on Zatanna, actually. I guess. Pretty, it's on, pretty sure it's on Zatanna. 
not not the one you're thinking of. You're th- so you've been thinking about the when you feel the character, she instantly spins them up. Yeah, but there's one of them. Uh, I'm just getting the sidekick app in front of me. There's one of them that has a spin up global on it, where it is just spin it up. Pay a fist once per turn on your turn. Spin target character die at one level. There you go. Get them up to level three. Use a magical lineage. Use the rest on pump globals. Do seven, eight, nine, ten, and then two psychics, 11, 12. Yep. Yep. So there's definitely something there. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. something on that one. I think people will be team building about around that bad boy. Yeah. For sure. Little aggro rush teams and stuff. Nasty starfish. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Right. Okay. On to my pick of the week then. Where's which the yes? would have been which would have been Starro, but uh in the absence of his availability to have as a pick, I have gone for the Batman that was revealed, Batman Inc. He's a six cost mask. He has three affiliations, the Bat Family, the Justice League, and the Super Friends. And he reads while Batman is active, your sidekick dice get plus two attack. When Batman attacks, swap a sidekick die in your field zone with a Robin die in your prep area or used pile. And then he has the global that we've seen on the common already. Pay two masks. Each player may field two sidekick dice from their used pile. Yeah, super rare. So, you know, the availability compared to your common Starro is going to be is going to be harder to get your hands on to build around, which I'm not always the biggest fan of. Um, but lots to like in there. I like the fact that he's got three affiliations, so you could there are synergies and things you can do across you know a number of kind of teams and themey team builds, yeah. which always appeal to me. Uh, there's the sidekick buff of two attack especially when he's got a global that makes sidekicks is lovely. In fact, Batman and Starro, what a combo would that be? So you get your Batman, use your Batman global to get two sidekicks of your own and give your opponent the option to make two sidekicks. But then if they do make two sidekicks, steal them with your own with your Starro. They have to attack. They get a plus two attack. Yeah. And your opponent's just lost the two sidekicks they got when you used the Batman global. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a little, t- little team brew giggle to myself there. That's um, so yeah, just it's just uh, as always when I see spoilers, cards that I feel like I can build teams around or experiment with or use in different situations appeal to me, which this Batman clearly is. He's got a great fit in sort of casual teams that are themey and use the affiliations. He's got a great fit in psychic centric teams. The when fielded action of his global is a is going to work with your Thors and your Jubilees of the world, you know, things that initiate when you field characters. The grabbing a Robin thing is of interest to me from a golden team perspective. You know, pairing, it up, pairing him up with some of those Really mean, nasty Robins, uh, like the one that gets a stat bump if Batman's out, for example. Or the yeah. one that's unblockable when you've got Bat Family characters, something like that, to swap your sidekick out for one of them. In fact, there's one there's one Robin, which is the Tim Drake one from the Batman set, that is an ally. So he would get the plus two def- attack bonus as well. That's cool. He's got some from- good stats, isn't he? Level one is a three attack. Yeah, although uh, obviously, if if Batman's giving the sidekick plus two attack, then your Robin would have to give you an additional benefit over and above, wouldn't he? Yeah. But if you're using spin up techniques to pair him up with his Starro as well, even better. Yeah, or use the uh, what is it, Kid Detective from World's Finest? Uh, he gets plus three, plus three when Batman's out. So you swap it out, and he would he would be six four on his level one. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a Robin in the Batman set. It's the one with the Tim Drake red Robin image. And I'm pretty sure all of his rarities are an ally. So he would get the uh, the stat bump from Batman in addition to his stats already. Although he's a bit lower because he's like 0-2-2 on his level 1 rather than, than the one three one. I like the Batman and Robin synergies. They're good. Yeah, they're nice. I, I just sorry, I just had a bit of a moment like maybe I should before I opened my mouth and started saying all that stuff, I should have checked it. But I think I'm pretty much right. I'm just very conscious that there'll be someone coming at me <laughs> like, uh, actually Chris, I think you'll find nerds, man. Um can't live with them. 
Can't live without them. So, yeah, Batman. I just think you can build around it, but not only can you build around it, you can build different things and use them in different ways for different teams and different archetypes, and that's really attractive to me. Yeah. Or in the same team, but as a pivot. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Or with a new archetype with Starro and sidekick making. <laughs> so many options. I love the artwork as well. The classic Batman looking over the sea artwork. Yeah, I think that's. Um, I think that might be Jim Lee actually. He's quite a famous artist. Although the Superman one. Yeah, I don't recognise the Superman one. I'm not entirely sure where that's come from. I did look it up a while ago um, and put it in one of my earlier blog posts, but I don't know. The Robin. That's um, I've banged on about this a few times. So apologies if people are hearing me repeat myself. That's uh, John Cassidy, who was like one of my fave artists. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so. And the basic action card, that's very old school. It's like such a mix of art throughout the just these spoilers. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. Well, that's um, so the artwork on the mind control basic action card is by a guy called Brian Bolland, who is he's an ex judge, he's a British guy, an ex judge dread artist. He's one of that bunch of folk who right. sort of moved into the big leagues. Um, he's done artwork for Grant Morrison. He's done artwork for Alan Moore. In fact, what he's most famous for, you know, that really iconic Batman killing joke picture of the Joker. Yeah. You'll have definitely seen it, the purple suit, and he's kind of going all crazy and holding his head and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Super famous graphic novel, super famous um, front cover image. That's Brian Bolland. Um, so he's very well known and very synonymous with that look and feel of early 80s DC. Yeah, sure. it's very kind of what you I stereotypically would think of for a kind of comic booky kind of art. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But you think of it stereotypically as comic booky art because of guys like Brian Bolland, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but yeah, just flicking through, like the like with um the Justice campaign box, it was very all themed. The cards all all had the same kind of look. Was it that that? Uh, uh, yeah, Alex Ross. Yeah, that the, the, you know it had that same theme throughout. It, whereas this is just like a beautiful kind of just mishmash of of awesome. I mean, they all look very cool. The Harley Quinn is a awesome. I mean, that's all almost like digital art. I don't know if it is or not, but it looks very kind of clean and you know it's got all the the shading and realism. Whereas in the, the contrast to the mind control, which is very two D very kind of block colours and then you've got yeah it's it's going to be a good looking variety of art in yeah the set it's, it's going to look it. great in foil as well yes. but now I'm, now I'm just becoming a meme saying the same things over and over again because like, that's going to look great in foil <laughs> basically just the same four sentences said different ways over and over again <laughs> just do a soundboard yeah what do you think of that Chris it'll look great, great in foil. foil what do you think of that Chris uh, it's combat I'd rather direct damage what do you think of that, Chris? Well, as a combat, as a control player, that appeals to me a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> Ministry of Dice, episodes one to 104, right there. <laughs> right. So let us know, folks, what your thoughts are on the new batch of spoilers. In fact, go take a look at uh, some of the older ones and get in touch and have a conversation around some of the older ones. Uh, we, of course, have been keeping our uh, unreleased set spoiler gallery up to date on BritRoller6.com, so please do head on over there and use that to take a look at any spoilers that we've talked about today or we've had in the past, in, like for that Wonder Woman, for example. Uh, otherwise, I think we'll wrap that one up there and move on to our final segment, shall we? We, oui, we, oui, monsieur. Okay, let's do it. Right, welcome back then, folks. And just a short one at the end. Well, the intention is for a short one. Let's see what happens. Um, but we wanted to take a moment at the close of the episode to talk about a theme that we've kind of been chatting about for some number of months now on the podcast, which is this idea of, you know, now we know... I mean, the wait was getting long, but we know the wait's going to be even longer. Six to nine months before we have any new cards in hand, how do we keep the game fresh? How do we stay engaged with it? How do we stay excited about it and not let it diminish uh, for ourselves or for others, you know, that we may be trying to trying to keep warm <laughs> for when we get back into stores to play um, so that when the new stuff does come out, we've got a player base or we're, we're, we're still, we remain excited about it. I don't know, mate. How do we do that? <laughs> well, we've we've made a few suggestions in the past. Shall we refresh listeners' memories as to some of those? I think we should. 
Why don't you get us started then, Mr. England? Why not? Well, something that we did, which I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, was the D&D campaign story, which you can mm. check out on our Yelchelb channel. Uh, so that was uh, four or five games uh, with Chris as the adventurers throughout the dungeon crawl, in inverted commas, uh, to save the uh, the villagers from the nasty Felindra Shadow Mantle. And as the game progressed, you kept the same adventurers, uh, but they got different kind of uh, bonuses or you know negatives, depending on how you got on. Um, you did well, you won all the games. I kind of, kind of tried to tier it to a, uh, you know, the first game was relatively easy and then got harder as it went on, although you did seem to smash through most teams. Um, you got bonuses, different magical artifacts, different kind of statty bumps. You got extra dice, extra characters, etc., mm. um, etc. Et we learned a lot from it. I would certainly suggest that we could kind of swap some characters in and out throughout the uh, the story campaign uh, to kind of keep it a bit fresh because you were getting a bit bored with using the same uh, chaps over and over again. Uh, yeah. But certainly that was something that I very much enjoyed and something that we did over the uh, the period of not getting anything new or no news about anything new that that definitely kept me excited and, and thinking about it you know whilst the week was going you know my mundane week working away thinking about what to do next and how we can uh, change up for the next one so that was very exciting um i think we're working on something from the other ips that we can have a look at uh, so yeah that that's definitely something that we I mean, it came to my head. I was I was listening to the uh, Double Double and Dice where they were talking about doing the different using the different campaign boxes uh, to go through with different characters, and it was like, oh, you could you know do this, this, and this. I don't think I'm the first person to have tried it either. But um, no, sure, uh, it's interesting you should mention Double Double and Dice because uh, Rob over at Dice Station Zebra, go check him out on YouTube. Ably assisted by Jobslin over at Double Double and Dice, they've been uh, they did an X Men campaign. Oh, cool. um, with a, a similar kind of construction where the X-Men went up against various villains and such like, and they've just started the uh, doing a DC version. So they've been experimenting and playing around with that idea, again, with the same view, to keep it fresh and to keep engaged and perhaps explore cards and play with cards that they don't normally play with. Yeah, which is, which is what we're trying to do. So there you go. There's my first example. You can kick off with a second one. Yeah, well, just to um, kind of throw a little thought of the day in there so the, the whole point of the campaign and the suggestion that i'm about to make is that we have a huge card pool an enormous card pool and there is undoubtedly going to be team builds and combos and you know two card synergies three card synergies things that you've not explored or played around with and you know doing things like the D campaign that andy's just suggested or a janky casual format that i'm about to suggest um that'll hopefully bring new life or help you find discover new things and new ideas um so yeah i think that um one of the things we do when we play on a wednesday night is and this is something we used to do at element games when we were meeting up weekly uh, and i know the kd games crew still do this was just to pick a janky format just a team building challenge a restriction that's going to test your ability to build a team with an element removed or restricted or a format or a theme you know or a fun idea but also help you discover cards that maybe you hadn't already played with before um so you know like like we mentioned before we're playing team leader tonight where we're putting a, a an additional element to the win condition into effect uh, or jay lucero you know he um he's always out and about on the old socials coming up with and sharing team building ideas and and format restrictions that he's been doing with his uh, his play group in california and the sharing out and about battle of the giants everything's got to cost five or more weenie wars uh you know the, the reserve pool guys used to talk about pauper and you know little cup and middle cup and stuff so just just experiment come up come up with some format ideas the worst that can happen is you go yeah that format didn't really work and you can tinker with it or come up with a new one um, but the point is finding routes to using cards that you don't ordinarily use that aren't as often talked about across you know folks like us the content creators um that may reveal interesting combos so sort of diving backwards and going have i really 
explored the depths of all these sets. That's my suggestion. I like it. Yeah. And, and to help you out with that, of course, if you head on over to BritRoller6.com, you'll find in the header bar, we've got a formats directory where we've been collecting the formats that we play on our Wednesday night live streams, that we play at KD Games, that I've played at Element Games, and Jay has sent some of his over to me as well. So there's a little collection of ideas if you're looking for some inspiration. That's a pretty big collection, I think, now, isn't it? It's growing, yeah. I must admit, I've got a few waiting in the wings that I haven't sat down and, you know, I just need to actually type them in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, there's a few more to be added. Yeah, uh, the KD Games guys, for example, uh, part of the UK scene, They, uh, uh, Ollie, who runs that, comes up with loads of great ideas. And I struggle to keep up. He has a lovely beard. He does have a lovely beard. In fact, we've we've got some really good beard action going on over here in the UK community right now. Uh, and I think it was it's definitely one of the benefits of playing Dice Masters in the United Kingdom is you can have time to appreciate some beards. I can't grow a beard. Oh, well. Sad. Commiserations, yeah. I've just shaved mine off, actually. Oh, have you? Yeah, just a couple of days ago. Oh. Special occasion, you're going to a wedding? Uh, I'm going on holiday, aren't I? You don't usually shave to go on holiday. They do. You shave to go to work, and then you don't shave when you're on holiday. No, I do it the other way around. I grow my beard while I am on the job, <laughs> and then I shave it off because I'm an optimist and I'm anticipating good weather, and I don't like the beard when I'm, you know, hot. Hot, <laughs> hot beards. Yeah, nothing worse. Is it? Look. The folks out there listening who can grow beards, they know what I'm talking about. Well, I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, there's my suggestion. Janky formats. Nice. Yeah. So kind kind of in the same ballpark, really, although yours is about kind of playing a long game and mine's about keeping it energised in the kind of week-by-week week shorter things. You are right. I mean, the carpool is huge. And that's another thing that you can do if you are a relatively new player. It's not easy but you can get your hands on some of the older stuff and it certainly isn't going for a lot of money yeah and then so like i I wish like i've got pretty much all of it here i I remember when i got when i got into dice masters and i had a few bits of this few bits of that uh, and then i put in um a bid on ebay i think or some it was a face base something rather uh, and just got in a load of sets from some dude who was selling up uh, and it was so exciting, <laughs> you know, it was, like, it was so exciting, you know, it's exciting enough when you get like a new set to play with. Um, but when you've got like four come through your door, someone's already done the, the binder thing for you anyway, although he'd done it in character order. So I had to redo it in number order obs. Yeah. So exciting. And it's like, Oh, look at all this cool new stuff. And I had the Constantine, the, the super rare, uh, which was one of the main reasons I got like chose his sets Ooh, yeah. and that was dead exciting. So, yeah, have a search around. There's always someone who's like, ooh, selling up now. Uh, and then fair enough if that's what you want. Uh, but uh, if you can get it at a good price and you are keen and you just got into it, maybe you've got a couple of campaign boxes, it's well exciting getting all those cards through. And suddenly you're like, yeah, not just building off of a couple of boxes. I've got like binders coming out of my ears. So yeah, that's yeah. that's a little, little tip. And then you can play around with them. There's some cool stuff that um, just doesn't get used anymore admittedly i find it a bit annoying i need to resort my stuff out we spoke about we do moderns we do gold and it's like oh i cannot be asked to go to the bottom of that drawer to dig out the uh <laughs> you know uncanny x-men and and uh whatever else in the age of ultrons I just couldn't be bothered so like, let me just grab the campaign box from the side and and go from there i say grab campaign but let me just grab these piles of unsorted cards and flick through until i find some stuff but um nevertheless <laughs> Or organise it. You could spend, I could probably spend the next six months just organising this big box of <laughs> dice and this big pile of cards. That would probably take me to the new sets come out just to put all this stuff away. Oh, man, I've still got the big red box. The plan was to do something with it before before the move, and I just basically put a lid on it. <laughs> Challenge down then. Challenge down for me and you before the next set is released. We need to have sorted all of our stuff out into the relevant place. Yeah, okay. I need to do all my dice again now, in addition to that stuff, because uh, everything went awry in the move. Yeah, they'll still be in the same like campaign box, or was it your OP laser box that cracked open? <laughs> my OP laser box. Ouch. 
Yeah, it was. It's bad, man. It's bad. Okay, folks. So, well, I know it was fun. <laughs> I know it would be from me, but expect those posts up on Facebook where it's like, where the hell is this dice from? <laughs> because there's <laughs> some stuff in this box. I'm like, what? I don't even remember using that. I've also I've got two Ring of Winter dice, which is weird. Why have I got two Ring of Winter dice? I bought it. I didn't, because, get it. I didn't uh, pull it. I bought it. Uh, oh, you bought it? Oh, I don't know about that. I was going to say, because if it's in the draft pack then you got two, didn't you, of the super rares? Right. Well, you got two dice with the super rares, but you can only have one dice with it. Yeah, you can, sure, but it was because of the way the dice distribution was done, wasn't it? Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was just like, where have I got this? Have I been, like, I've not been to a tournament, but if I had been to a tournament, I'd been like, oh, my God, I've just nicked someone's dice. Do you know how flipping expensive this is? I'm so embarrassed. But, um, no, that's cool. No, no, I suspect it will have come from from a draft pack. I'm pretty sure it was a draft set, wasn't it? Uh, Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah. Although I think it was available as boosters as well, I got a feeling. Was it available as boosters? I'm not sure it was. No, that was Mighty Thor that did the both, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, there you go, a couple of ideas, but this is that's what we plan on doing. We're, we're going to just continue to try and keep it fresh and alive by digging deep, digging deep, you know. Uh, and continuing to explore the the massive card pool and new and interesting ways of engaging with the game. Yeah, I quite like that the the format where you can't use well. There's a format where you can't use the cards that won the tournament, but you can kind of like use the same theory and just don't use cards you've used before. Yeah, uh, I think it is largely described as a legacy style. That's format. it. After like with the games I've got tonight, there's I've got a basic action that i'm just like Oof. i'm not quite sure how that will work so i'll just throw it in i don't know if it'll be any good or not but if it is good then all the better if it's not then meh but it's something new sure why not yeah Try absolutely yeah yeah that's it i like to keep little short lists of you know uh i often flick through sidekick just read cards or have a leaf through my binder and go ooh. I've not done anything with that one for a while, or even at all. So, let's give it a go. You know, it's what it's what I've done with my team. I plan on playing tonight. Keep it fresh, people. That's right. Yeah, keep it fresh. Uh, okay. Well, in the interest of time, let's wrap that one up there. But we just wanted to briefly kind of revisit and uh, I don't know, just continue to reinforce this idea of you know, let's not panic and get too upset about further delays and having to wait till 2022 we still have a great game in our hands on our shelves with opportunity to find new and interesting ways of playing with it so let's do that okay cool all right well let's take us into the outro well there we are then folks as all things must this episode of the ministry of dice has come to an end we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it and we did and we did yes good episode i like it when you're not sleepy andy and you've got some energy about you in it that's that's because i didn't do anything today well for sure yeah yeah you've been (laughs) off work so yeah um i would like to take a moment this moment an opportunity to shamelessly self-promote if i may we usually do in the outro so crack on yeah, but this isn't. I'm going to shamelessly self promote the videos I've been putting out on Mod Extra Games and Collectibles. Do it. Uh, so I know that many of you out there are much like myself interested in, well, not just Dice Masters, you collect lots of other things like I do, like other tabletop games and action figures and other trading cards. And so uh, over on our Mod Extra Games and Collectibles channel, that is what I talk about. I do unboxings, reviews, uh, little shows and tells. Uh, I've got a great little series that I'm very proud of. The camera works a bit shaky, but I I love it, where I dig out some uh, gimmick comic book covers from the the 90s, um, all with weird random foils and um 3d covers and all that kind of thing and do a little walkthrough of those so if you are interested in content of that nature i'd really appreciate if you took the time to head on over to mod extra games and collectibles and checked out some of the stuff i've been doing over there do it you won't be disappointed absolutely yeah cool all right uh otherwise it's britroller6.com that's our website go have a mooch around over there it's lots of fun stuff there including the format directory and the uh, spoiler gallery that we've mentioned this episode. 
Absolutely. If you are with nothing to do a week Monday and you're missing us, although not a lot of people are, but if you are, I would I would recommend Mod Extra Podcast. We do that on our off weeks and we talk about all other things nerdy. We have a movie run through. We let you know the week before so you can watch it and then you can get involved. Uh, this week is Almost Famous. Yeah. Uh, we have a nice natter about that and then all things nerdy and everything other than Dice Masters. Do check it out. Give us some feedback. Let us know what we're doing. Are we doing it right? Are we doing it wrong? Love to have your opinion on it. Please let us know. Absolutely. And finally, if you wish to join us when we stream our live Dice Masters games, then you want to be following us on twitch.tv forward slash MOD Extra. We play Dice Masters every Wednesday night at approximately 10.30 UK time. Uh, So if you want to see some of those janky formats that we have suggested and recommended in today's episode being played for realsies in front of your very eyes, don't come and find us there. You can have a chat with us as well. Yeah, absolutely. We'd be very pleased to see you. Right, that's all done then. So I've been Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. Major Chip Hazard. (laughs) See you later, folks. (laughs) Bye-bye-bye. Let's, let's just see how the next three months pans out and if I become a washing machine filter or a repairman. <laughs> You'd be good at that. All right, love. I hear you need your filter unclogging. That takes me back to a different part of career in my life.